0: Today, we are welcoming a special lady. She was born in Paris from Beninist parents and she worked for various luxury brands from around the world, from the beer group and Love Gold. She finally launched her brand called Almasica Fine Jewelry in 2014. And rooted in art, design, and culture, Almasica offers a diverse collection of jewelry such as necklaces, earrings, bracelets, etc. For example, sagesse or le cori en diamanté and last but not least her jewelries have been worn by luminaries like Alicia Keys or Zoe Kravitz and that is amazing this person her name is Catherine Saar welcome Catherine hello we are just so glad that you are here with us today and that you're taking the time to be with us it's such a pleasure so first of all how are you I'm great. Thank
1: you for having me, Maury. Um, I'm very well. It's rainy in Chicago, but
0: you know yeah. we're doing well. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's awesome. Well, um, for this moment, we're gonna start with little questions. We want to get to know more about you, about your work, about the your challenges you're facing. So if I'm gonna start, we would like to know what was you know the delic like to launch your business? What was your motivation to launch this business? So when I launched Almasika,
1: I had been working in the fine jewelry and luxury industry for over a decade. Mm-hmm. I um, used to work at uh, De Beers, um, doing global communications, and mm-hmm. I doing things that look, sounds, and look glamorous, and you know, traveling and going to um, LA for the red carpet. But yes, one day. <laughs> coming back from a trip from South Africa, Uh I was reflecting on, you know, my, my passion in life and what I was doing, what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I've always been interested in the cultural aspect of jewelry. Why do we wear jewelry and why, you know, human had adornment uh, even before clothes. And that's what my, was my driving uh, force for Almasica. I wanted to uh, create a, a brand that does more than sparkle and had meaning. So that's how I started.
0: All right, that's awesome. Wait a minute. I just can't believe you went to the red carpet in LA. That's just amazing.
1: <laughs> Maybe we all touch base on that in terms of uh, passion and how you, you started. It's, uh, it, it's a lot of work. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, flying from London and I was managing global markets so working with Japan and China <laughs> when yeah. I was time to go to sleep uh, in LA so um, but it's mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, unfortunate to have experienced everything that Yeah happened. yeah
0: I can definitely imagine. You know we wanted to know why a jewellery brand but as you said it's mostly because of the culture as you said it's more than jewelries, right? Yeah so
1: I you know, and I, I, I re- remember vividly wearing jewelry. Um, my mom will give me jewelry for special occasions for family reunions or ceremonies. So for me, jewelry is a marker of memory. And, um, I, that's what I want to share with people as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. That's awesome. And why did you choose, um, the U.S. I mean, especially Chicago. When you went there, was there a specific reason for you to go to Chicago once in your life?
1: <laughs> well, I, I traveled the world. I yeah. um, after my master's degree that I had in in France, mm-hmm. I lived ten years in London, and from then I moved to Abu Dhabi and now Chicago, and. Abu Dhabi and Chicago is really love. <laughs> it's yeah, my fun yeah. work that brought us um, in those two places. So mm-hmm. I had to adapt. So um, mm-hmm. but so that's why my business has always been global. I've always mm-hmm. worked with a global team. So it was not really an issue. So Chicago is still a major city in the US. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to adapt yeah, and
0: sure. shift in my business hmm. Oh, that's awesome. I'd like to travel as well that much. It's just incredible to go around the world like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and we you know talking about your, you know, your job as an entrepreneur, what is your favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur, especially as a French woman who is exploring the jewelry market in the US and traveling all around the world? What is the favorite part of this lifestyle? <laughs>
1: I, I I love the creative part. Um, mm-hmm. So I have different hats in my company. It's a small company, and I've been extremely fortunate to have in my career, while working for big groups, touching on different things. So I do lo- the I was you know experiencing logistics, like moving findery around the world, is an expertise that I you know garnered when I was moving diamonds. Uh, mm-hmm. communications this is my background marketing as well yes. um, production I had to 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 learn as well when I was working because I was managing the production for huge um pieces as well so mm-hmm. I enjoy pretty much everything about from legal uh, mm-hmm. but creative aspect is really my my favorite and also then also strategize the communications um
0: mm-hmm.
1: that that's what I like and cultural exchanges as well. I'm very, Mm -hmm. again, fortunate to meet, you know, people from all walks of life working on on great projects, some that have impact as well. So Mm -hmm. it's, there's a bit of
0: everything. (laughs) I guess, I guess. So basically the creative part as well as cultural exchanges, right? Yes. Right. Well, I assume it just, you know, it keeps you very stimulated, you know, so that's That's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Considering um the fierce competition in today's business world, what do you think makes your brand stand out from the others? So I think
1: in today um authenticity is very important. I agree. Uh, I agree. (laughs) So we are in a in a in a crowded market, but again, and I, I will use this word a lot. It's fortunate that um i don't know i don't know if you saw yesterday we were on the cover of a u.s in style magazine so almasica was on the cover alongside a a big fine jury brand which yeah congratulations by the way thank you and (laughs) this has happened a lot is i think people want authenticity they want meaning and Mm -hmm. i left you know a successful career to do that and it shows and it pays and it's um Uh, appreciated.
0: Mm. Okay, well said. All right. And when you created your business as a women entrepreneur, how did people react to it? I mean, you know, what were the main barriers you faced?
1: So I have to say, I actually never really thought about that because um, Mm -hmm. I'm from a community where women work and yes. are and um, so when I said to my brothers and my fathers and my husbands and my brother-in-law all <laughs> men around me mm-hmm. they they thought it was natural um oh, so okay. I I launched my business my husband was very very supportive um, mm-hmm. so you know in, in the family circle it was very and for a long time it was it's it was a very small business so that was mainly my circle it sure. was Um, you know it was just appreciated and then on the business side I've been in the diamond industry for a long time so I was speaking to the same partners and so I didn't see any resistance Um, so I think it's more like any woman in in terms of life organization that then you have a challenge Uh, especially I have four children so it's more that that side of personal life in managing Mm -hmm. but otherwise on my day-to-day I haven't encountered or maybe I was oblivious to it um, mm-hmm. a real challenge I think when when you start growing and you have financial needs and maybe that's where you that's where maybe I can start seeing things but not that much
0: right right and maybe of exactly. in my
1: industry it's fine to be luxury as well
0: yeah mm-hmm. well I have to say that you i mean you're doing great you know having four children and you know just doing this job this lifestyle it's i think it just goes very fast like it's really high speed on your part so i have to say you're doing you're doing very great mm-hmm. thank you being an entrepreneur is really tough as we said and you know we made our research and some sources show that the majority of entrepreneurs say that work life balance is the biggest challenge they face because most of them think that all those complex creative tasks they feel like they can only handle so do you feel that you maintain a healthy work-life balance and how do you manage it would you say
1: so i will say no <laughs> um but it's also not passion so if on a sure. saturday night i'm designing a new collection it's not really work um, mm. or if I have my team, uh, in London, um, texting me at 6am and then an didn't <laughs> I, it's just that I'm available. So yes. I haven't reached that stage yet where, and maybe I will never, be um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. separate, but again, with four children, sometimes you have to, but it's, it's really a passion as well. So, okay, so I felt in the work-life balance. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, don't say that. (laughs) Well, okay, I get it. I get it. Well, um, Catherine, right now we're going to do something a little bit funnier. Um, We're going to play this little game that was inspired by Combini. I don't know if you know it, which is a... I think I've seen it on Instagram. Yeah, probably. They're really popular on Instagram, Twitter as well. It's a French brand um, based on information, entertaining and all. And sometimes they have this format where they uh ask questions but it's just one word or one category and the person has to choose to pick up one because really I'm, really quick don't think too much At, at choosing, <laughs> i'm terrible at choosing and um, so it's fine <laughs> so you're kind of
1: indecisive you <laughs> Yeah, I mean, some, yeah, I want I want everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm like that as well. I'm the same, yeah. literally. Well, you know, the objective is just to get to know more about your personality this time. So you just mm-hmm. maybe, you know, eight to 10 questions it's gonna be really quick, okay? So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Mm-hmm. French food or American food? Oh, French food. <laughs> Alicia Keys or Beyonce? Alicia Keys. <laughs> Gold or diamond? Overthinker or intuitive? Tricky, tricky, tricky. Yeah, I'm intuitive, but I think sometimes the
1: overthinker is taking over. So overthinker. I get
0: it. City girl or country girl? City girl. girl. Elegant chic or urban street style? Elegant chic. Heels or sneakers? Sneakers natural or sophisticated oh you can be both <laughs> <laughs> i know that's the thing natural okay adventurous or cautious adventurous introvert or extrovert introvert <laughs> <laughs> okay there we go there we go you did great, you did great. yeah anyway. well, yeah you <laughs> it's perfect It's perfect. Well, that was fun. Um, You know, if we talk about more serious stuff, um, you know, women remain half as likely as men to become as entrepreneur, you know, uh, and many stereotypes undermine uh, the capabilities of female entrepreneurs nowadays in our society. I mean, indeed, you know, when it comes to building a business, they're not considered as the most confident, the the most risk takers or decision makers. So do you think it kind of discourages women from following an entrepreneurship path?
1: Um, I, I think for women, more than that, because I know a lot of confident women, I will say it's again, the structure in the society and the place of women and the, bur- the extra burden that a woman has to, to, to have um, on yes. top of her work life or business life in, in, in more ways. So I say it's, it's more the society mm-hmm. and how are we handled to as family structure and as a society to, for women to be able to explore and, and yeah. take risks than the confidence Mm. in her because there's, I know a lot of confident women who have business idea, but then you have the technical, again, kids and life and all of that. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: at least around me, it's really more that managing, you know, different duties.
0: Yeah, got it, got it. Talking about confidence, do you consider yourself as being a confident person or maybe, you know, this kind of lifestyle made you feel more confident? I've been a confident for a long time, even before Elina.
1: Oh, that's time. perfect. <laughs> As a student, so
0: yeah. <laughs> um, since the COVID-19 pandemic is all affect, you know, is affecting us all. Um, how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected your business specifically?
1: So it has. I we had to shift um, faster to online. Before the COVID, for example, I was holding beautiful series of trunk shows uh, in connection with art galleries or art collectors, and that was used to generate um, a good part of our revenue as well. And then when that stopped, we had to shift online, and also we had to um, um, rely on wholesale.
0: So, would you say that COVID nineteen was the biggest challenge for you? So,
1: it was not necessarily the biggest challenge, but it has forced us to rethink the business and um, our revenue stream um, from physical offline to online. I will offline say offline
0: to online for sure. Yes. All right. So,
1: um, mm-hmm. and um, has been very. Uh, it has been beneficial for our market to do this change quite fast. And right. also we relied on um, wholesale, so some speciali- specialty stores in the U.S. that have, you know, where they have a curated selection and they know their customer really well. So in Aspen, in North Carolina, throughout the U.S. And also we noticed that people were, with the COVID were looking for inning as well. You know, we offer meaningful jury, um so there was um you know we met we met a new new clientele i will say
0: okay got it got it uh well looking back what's one thing you wish you understood about entrepreneurship before you ever got started something you you wish you knew before
1: i think one of the early mistakes that i had done uh when i first launched is that i am really ashamed about that no shame, no shame without a business plan because i thought it was my market so i did a lot of mistakes so when i relaunched mm. three years ago i had a solid business plan that actually mm-hmm. applying up to today so i think if you want to
0: do a business um do your business plan <laughs> i think yeah that's the best advice we can receive today <laughs> no that's you're it. right you're right and remember no shame in our game it's okay we're not judging here it's fine <laughs> And last but not least, do you believe there is a winning formula for becoming a successful entrepreneur?
1: I don't believe there's a winning formula,
0: but I think right? the key things that I um,
1: will use um, a term that my husband actually, um, you know, shared with me or shared in an interview and I read it and I copied it. <laughs> but we've uh, three letters, the PhD, passion, yes. humility, and dedication. And I Mm -hmm. actually buy that, and I think that takes you, that can take you very, very, very far. So, and the rest, it is a bit of luck as well in in business, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you have the passion, humility and dedication, work hard and strategize. Or more Mm -hmm. likely.
0: I get it. Yeah. Well, passion, humility, and dedication are going to be my mojo for the rest of my life, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, well, just you know, before finishing all of this, do you have maybe a funny anecdote about you know the culture shock maybe uh, between several countries or when you arrived in the US? Do you have a funny anecdote about that that you can tell us? Um, I think
1: for me the biggest culture shock cultural shock yeah. was.
0: When I moved from
1: France to UK, I will say,
0: um, mm-hmm. mm. I
1: remember the overview of superlative in the English language and the enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you live in a foreign country, just like the things lost in translation. But I think for anybody that makes that move, I think that's something to, to understand, like all those cultural... Mm-hmm.
0: Things. Yeah, not relying on enthusiasm when you go to the UK. I mean, like, the,
1: the the perceived enthusiasm, and it's enthusiasm, yeah. but it doesn't mean what it would mean in your own culture, like in France, True. you know. True,
0: <laughs> All right, yeah, I understand, for sure. All right. right. That's well, awesome. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, <laughs> don't mention it. It's, it's just awesome. It was just so nice for you to take the time to talk with us, oh, and we just wish you the best for the rest of your adventures and the rest of your challenges. We can't wait to see you or your brand on another cover, maybe? So, yeah, (laughs) just have a good day and thank you very much. Thank you so much, Mari. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye-bye. So, here we go, guys. We're done with this. It was such a pleasure to talk with our guest, Catherine Saar. For the next episode, we can't wait to welcome a new amazing entrepreneur. Her name is Maureen Aite. She also comes from Benin and she has this famous brand called NanoWalks with more than 280K on Instagram. That's awesome. We just can't wait for the rest. Okay, guys, stay tuned. Bye.